What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's having a good Monday morning. Welcome to a new episode of the Laura Antonio Sports Talk podcast show, which is the which is the NFL edition with Abdullah and Loro. Today, we're going to talk about the Gerald McCoy signing and preview what's in store for the 2019 season for the rest of the NFC West and the AFC West and predict the standings for both of them. So, how's it going, Abdullah? How are you doing? Doing pretty well, Renzo. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So, now let's start with some business right here. So, let's start off with the uh, Gerald McCoy signing. So, what was your thoughts on Gerald McCoy signing with the uh, Carolina Panthers? Well, I guess it's one of those instances. um, So, he signed with a division rival. So, it's probably one of those uh, situations where he got let go by his old team. So, he wants to go to a team that is going to play – his former team twice a year. And it's kind of an opportunity for him to show them that they made a mistake, that they should have kept him. It's kind of similar to the Richard Sherman situation, how when he left the Seahawks, when he was let go by the Seahawks, he went to the Niners. So, yeah, there's been a history of players doing that. Um, I'm sure maybe like uh, um, from a, like a convenience factor, like it was easier for him to go like somewhere in California because it's not, or excuse me, in Carolina because it's not as far. As let's say if you went to like Seattle or LA, it'd be a, a huge transition like for him and his family, like from a personal standpoint. But yeah, I mean that's I, I think really that's the reasoning behind it. I could I could see I could uh, I could not agree with you on that a hundred percent on that. So with that being said, I didn't know if I asked you this. What did you think about Nadama Kitsu being a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I'll ask the reverse question. Well, the thing is. When the when the move first happened, in my opinion, essentially what the Bucks did, it was a salary cap move for them, where they just got rid of Gerald McCoy and then they brought in Ndamukong Sue. He's essentially going to replace Gerald McCoy, and they did it. I forgot how much money they saved, but they saved a significant amount of salary cap space. So that was essentially the reason why they made that move. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being so that being said, let's now get into our uh, 2019 season previews with part one. We will talk about first the Arizona Cardinals. So um, with that being said, uh, my questions for you about the Arizona Cardinals is how will Cliff Kingsbury do in his first year as the head coach in the NFL? And do you already think Kyler Murray is the Cardinals franchise quarterback? Well, that's a great question. I mean, for me, I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to bring some excitement to the Cardinals, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it's going to be one of those where I don't think it's going to – like there's going to be some some hiccups, if you will, for lack of a better term. Like he's not just going to come in right away and then they're, they're going to dominate the league. It's going to take some time for – his players and just the Cardinals in general to kind of learn his offense and for them to just get for, for just for everyone to get back on to be on the same page excuse me so it it'll be it'll be interesting um the Cardinals definitely have a lot of nice young pieces though that they acquired through the draft so they're one of those teams where I feel like they'll be competitive this season but I don't see them you know making the playoffs or winning the division or anything of that sort. But they do have some solid core pieces to build around going forward. So they should definitely be more fun to watch this year than they were last year. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely uh, 
you're absolutely uh, right about that. So with that being with that being said, uh, let's talk about our favorite offseason move of the Arizona Cardinals. So if I had to really choose one here, I really loved when they got Terrell Suggs. Even though it was stupid for him to leave Baltimore, though. Well, it was one of those where, I mean, I believe they only signed him to a one-year deal. He went to school in Arizona State. Um, it was just one of those where he's probably going to retire after this year. Um, he probably, I, I mean, I don't know. This is just me speculating, but maybe after he decides to retire, he's probably going to want to live in Arizona. So it's probably one of those where it's like he just made the move because it's like good for him and his family. And the Cardinals are willing to pay him like a decent amount of money. So they probably just, he probably just decided, Hey, you know, let's just give him one more year. And my other question for you is how will Patrick Peterson, how will the Cardinals fare without Patrick Peterson for the first six weeks of the season? Well, I think it's a huge loss for them. Um, He's probably their best player on defense. Because of the PED suspension. Yep. Um, and it's interesting. You know, we talked about this, I think, in an earlier seg- or an earlier episode that we did a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, and he got six games, which is interesting because usually I think the, the, the protocol as far as PED use suspensions are usually about four games. But he ended up getting six games. And I'm assuming it had to do with the fact that he tried to cover it up. There were reports about that. So... Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. Um, either way, it's it's a, it's a huge loss for them because now you're going to have Byron Murphy, their second-round pick, have to sort of assume that number one corner role. I mean, yeah, you have Robert Alford, but he's not really a number one corner, in my opinion. So now more, Robert Alford's more of a slot. Yeah, he's more of a number three guy. Even though, like, with the Falcons, they would play him a lot on the outside because of his speed. But, like, his thing is he's just not very good. So, yeah, it's going to put a lot of pressure on that Cardinals secondary. And it, I think they're going to move Buda Baker back to safety because I think he's much better at safety. Um, I don't know if this move will, you know, change plans for them and maybe they keep him at corner for the first six weeks. But either way, losing Patrick Peters, like, you can't really replace a player like that. So, I think it's going to hurt them a lot. It's going to really hurt them a lot, that's for sure, about losing Patrick Peterson. Now, that being said, what was your draft grade for the Arizona Cardinals? I give them a solid B here. Well, I think it's too early to give any team, you know, draft grade. Um, I think they did a very, very good job. I mean, a lot of the, I love a lot of the players they drafted. Now, granted, you're going to draft good players when you're picking in the top of each round. So, obviously, they got Kyler Murray. I really like the Andy Isabella pick. Um, Hakeem Butler, I believe, is another receiver they picked up. They and Byron Murphy, like they draft some really, really good players. It's just really going to come down to how they develop, and it's too early to tell. I mean, it's we're going to have to kind of see two or three years down the line if, if these players panned out or not. Yeah, absolutely. So now that being said, um, my favorite draft picks for this. For the, for the Cardinals is uh, Kyler Murray and Byron Murphy and Andy Isabella, Zach Allen, and uh, Akeem Butler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all of those guys were excellent draft picks by them. Um, like I said earlier, um, they have a young core to build around. Um, you know, if they hit on all these picks, they're going to be good for a long time because all these guys are on rookie contracts. So the, the Cardinals are in a really good position. They've really positioned themselves um, to be – competitive for the foreseeable future.
Absolutely. Do you, did you also do you, do you think Kyler Murray is already the franchise quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals? I wouldn't say he's the franchise quarterback yet, only because I mean he had, we haven't seen him play a regular season snap yet. Um, obviously, when you pick someone number one overall in the draft, you believe that he is going to be your franchise quarterback, and I do think he's going to be. Um, I I know he's a little undersized and all that, but he checks all the boxes as far as what you want from the quarterback position. The only thing that I would maybe say is a question mark with him is playing quarterback in the NFL isn't just about physical ability. It's about the mental aspect of the game. So how quickly can he learn Cliff Kingsbury's offense, even though he did run a variation of that at Oklahoma, and how quickly can he learn the NFL game? That's what that's going to determine whether or not he becomes a franchise quarterback. I think Kyle, I expect Kyler Murray to be the week one starter for the Arizona Cardinals against the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, he's going to. Because, because they're not going to starve Brent Hundley. I'm not, I'm not kidding on that. Yeah, no way. Yeah, they're, they're going to start him for sure. They're, I, like, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, I expect two rookie quarterbacks to start week one. And that would be Kyler Murray and uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is interesting. I actually, I, I'd have to disagree with. That. I don't think he's going to start right away. Um, I think I, I, I know it's your opinion, but I think he's going to start right away. Fair enough. I mean, um, to each their own, I suppose. I mean, in my case, the only reason I say he's not going to start right away is because they have Case Keenum already, so he's more familiar with the offense. It just makes sense because Dwayne Haskins coming out in the draft, and this is part of the reason why he fell. Is he still a little bit of a raw prospect? I mean, it's interesting in terms of the mental aspect of the game. He's actually pretty far along. Like, he's really good at breaking down defenses. Obviously, at the NFL level, there's still a lot more to learn. Um, but you also had, like, Trent Brown just recently come out, request a trade. Um, I don't see the Redskins trading him unless they get, like, a crazy offer. But considering Dwayne Haskins' skill set, him being, like, a pure pocket passer – I think you want to you want to put him in a situation where you, the offensive line is solidified. You have no question marks there, so he can sort of have that seamless transition. Uh so so in my opinion, I think Dwayne Haskins will be the Week One starter for the Redskins against the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, this certainly can happen. I mean, I wouldn't rule out the possibility. I just think, considering they traded for Case Keenum, they're going to go in with him as the Week One starter. Maybe down the line, if you know they're five and eight or something like that, or like halfway point after a bye week or something, the record isn't what they thought it would be, and they're not competitive anymore. Then you put in Haskins, let him get some playing time. But I think going into next season, if their intention is to win the division and potentially get a playoff spot, I think Case Keenum would give them the best chance. I think, I think, uh, I. In my opinion, I think Dwayne Haskins gives the Redskins the best chance. I think he's going to – I predict. Fair enough. I mean, I guess we'll find out and see Do what you happens. Agree? No, I, I think it's going to be Case Keenum. I think it's going to be Case Keenum only because they trade for him. He's a veteran presence. He's more 